What up, buds? It's Mike. I have a couple quick announcements before we get to today's episode. Announcement number one is that Mary Jane is going to be out of town for an indeterminate amount of time. Undetermined amount of time? She gone for a while. And while she gone, we are going to release this Patreon episode, which is our most recent Patreon episode, as today's main page episode. And for the next three weeks, we are going to release a mini-series that we did with our great, great bud, Ryan Howard. He's very funny. He's very handsome. He wears cool clothes. And he's a dear friend who approached us with the idea for a mini-series called Sawsome, where one of us is the sauce master, and the other two people are blindfolded, and the sauce master brings their favorite condiment in, and we taste it while blindfolded, we create recipes, we try and get in touch with the company who makes it to get more intel. Mary Jane got a very cool call from a very famy, famy, from a very famous deli luminary for her episode. I think it's going to be episode one next week. So that's going to be what we're going to release for the month of July while MJ is gone. And just wanted to give everybody a heads up and also say thank you all so much, as always, for listening to us, riding with us, writing to us, and just being great buds. Thank you so much. Before we get to this sesh app, I just want to say it is brought to you by OCB Rolling Papers, the best rolling papers in the world. They are GMO-free, vegan, ultra-thin, unbleached, chlorine-free, slow-burning, and I'm getting better at rolling because OCB papers are so good. One of my goals this year, to get really good at rolling joints so that at a party I have something to do with my hands and OCB is helping me do that. So if you would like to support us, support OCB Rolling Papers and OCB, thank you for supporting us. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. It was really fun to do. And uh, again, that will be what's popping in July. And now the sesh. Hello and welcome to Weed and Grub. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? How's it going, Mary Jane? Um, some developments in my personal life. Uh, so we're going to put the Patreon on hold, actually. Thank you all so much for being our wonderful supporters. And um, we're going to come back to you very soon. But for the moment, some stuff that's going on in my life just dictates the necessity for me to take a pause on just about everything so I can focus on some really important stuff with um, my family, and so I'm just really grateful to have this uh, podcast, and I really look forward to coming back to it because it's such a source of joy for me, but right now I just need to take a moment. Handle your stuff. Yeah. Family first. Absolutely. Simple as that. Yep. So that means that this uh, sesh will be our last Patreon episode for a few weeks, but we will be coming back and we'll make sure that we announce when we're coming back. I'm hoping that it'll be at the end of July with fresh new apps for you. And we're going to continue to release our weekly up with maybe some fun updates on our regular channels. Um, and we'll, uh, post about that as well. Yeah. So if you want to, um, pause your payments, for our Patreon, feel free for the month Absolutely. of July. Please feel free. Um, if you just want to like roll right through, and when we get back, hopefully end of July, top of August. Um, also, please feel free on that. Either way, thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for riding with us. Mary Jane, thank you so much for doing this 
sesh mm. so that we can, um, you know, have an hour of fun and yeah. answer some listener questions and sesh it up one more time for the for the next 30 days. Yeah, before I take off. Um, it was just really nice to have this to look forward Sorry, to. The oh. wire is touching your knee and I can't deal with oh that. Oh my God, Mike. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> heard um yeah it was really nice it just was like i've been watching alone a lot and it looked like a snare on your knee and it was touching it and it made me uncomfortable okay well let's get into that sorry yeah we can unpack that but as you were saying oh i was just gonna say like yeah this is such a bright spot i always look forward to recording with you when i was in washington you know it was like a great time to like call in and, and chat with you that way i'm so glad to do it in person with you right now and um you know, I just love weed and grub and I love what we've built together and I love our community that we have connected with through this podcast and all of you who are choosing to like support us with your dollars. It means so much and um, just super fucking grateful. So thanks for riding with us. And yeah, if, if you feel like putting your uh, membership on pause, I just hope you'll come back um, because we will be back. Yeah. 100% we'll be back. This is just a moment where we need to take a moment. A moment for a moment. A moment for a moment. Well, do you want to get into this session, Blaze? Yes. Smoke one up one mo- one more time. I do. Not even one more time. Smoke one up now. Yes. <laughs> let's be in the moment. Let's, smoke one up. Let's be present. I'm excited. I'm actually smoking a joint that I'm not allowed to talk about. <laughs> I can't follow that. How do I follow it's that? It's a brand new joint from a brand new company that's under embargo, and I can't say what it is or where it's from or what even is in it. But I'm excited to try it. You gotta go second next time. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's so cool. What are you smoking? (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually smoking uh, something from when we were hanging out with Flo Kana. This is their infused fruit snacks, Sativa. It's a live resin pre-roll. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm going to keep smoking it. It's what I was smoking last night. And I'm going to keep smoking today because I really like Flo Kana and I really like this. Mm -hmm. How's that? Fucking tasty. Yeah? Yeah. Before I dive into something I love, can I try a secret? Yep. I love a good secret. You know, I can tell you a little bit about it. It's a a brand that's going to launch in the next couple of weeks. And um, they are basically catering to the market of people who find a lot of weed more potent than they might want. So for those of you out there who are looking for something that is like more akin to the levels of weed that maybe you remember smoking when you were in uh, back in your college days or whatever, like Mm -hmm. so much weed right now is definitely, you know, marketed for the potency of the THC. And this is... um, a line that's coming out that's going to be a little more like, you know, smoke the whole joint by yourself and feel feel fucking great. Honestly, I don't always want Everclear when I'm drinking. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's where I feel like a lot of the weed industry is at. It's like Everclear, Everclear, Everclear. Right. And, um, you know, yes, there are times when right. I just want to like pound a pint of Everclear. Yeah. There are other times when I kind of just need to help myself be present in the moment. Right. And uh, the the weed available to me doesn't always get me there. Right. So I mean, actually, like, can I smoke that with you? Yeah. I'm gonna. It's I love delicious. this, but like, I'm gonna ride with you so that we are one for this sesh. I love that. Let's be one. You know, it's, uh, it was great. Uh, Conan O'Brien saying goodbye uh, to his late night show this week, and one of his final guests was Seth Rogen, and Seth Rogen got Conan to smoke a joint on TV, which is always fucking awesome. But he was like, just take one hit because. You know, as we've talked about on this podcast, when we smoked houseplant, we were like, damn, it is potent and Shit's fucking good. delicious. So if you want, you know, Yum. to take it straight to the fucking dome, there are definitely options out there for you. And this is an option that's a little more like mellow. I love how you can't talk about it, but you're... <laughs> <laughs> 
you're nailing not will, talking about it. We will it. be talking about it, and it's um, from some really great people in the industry. So I'm really excited to be able to talk about it when we can. Um, on the Welcome line- to Mary Jane's Flex Corner. This is where Mary Jane flexes about her standing and her um, how she's perceived in the cannabis game, which is highly regarded. And uh, this is when she talks about everything she can't talk about and shows off that um, people really like her. Oh man. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I actually do want to talk a little bit about live resin because, um, well, we got a, a, a letter from a listener. Actually, do you want to read the, the Patreon about... Um, from Dylan? Yeah. Yes. The Patreon message from Dylan from Pennsylvania. Um, I'm just going to read this because then we can get into a little bit. Uh, I love... Hello, Mike and Mary Jane. My name is Dylan from Pennsylvania. I love your podcast and the pure hilariousness of both of your chemistry together. I absolutely love the three-part Loose Moose episodes. Wow, I'm so glad. That's really good to hear. That feels good. I listen to your podcast at work, and it's always hard to hold back the laughter. A while back, you talked about doing an episode about ranking your favorite strains. I may be mistaken, but I don't remember ever listening to that episode. I know you are probably very busy, but as a non-legal statesman, I and probably many others would enjoy your input and breakdown of both of your favorite strains and favorite pieces you have. Also, what do you both think is the next steps for federal legalization or any form of reform? I myself have been waiting many years to hear a peep from my state, and they never seem to follow through with their promises. Listening to both of you talk about what's coming down the pipeline really makes me hopeful. Fucking thank you, Dylan. Yeah, thanks for listening, and what a great letter. Yeah. So first up... um, it was the live resin that made me think of it because just answering questions about cannabis is something that we really want to do on here and talk about like favorite strains and favorite pieces and all of that sort of stuff. And also just talk about things that people might not know. And my friend Allison last night was asking me what live resin is. So live resin is actually a really interesting extraction from the weed plant. So the, the, uh, the basics of hash are that like in the old school, like the Moroccan hash, you knock the trichomes, the gland filled heads off buds through a silk screen and you collect those, the keef, and then you press that keef into hash. That's old school Moroccan hash. Um, now there are ways to make hash with like ice water extraction. Um, Which takes the trichome, trichomes off, right? Same thing. Hash is always taking those gland heads, the trichomes off the bud and removing the plant material and just reserving the, the, the trichomes, that resin. Yeah. Um, so ice water hash was invented, I think, in the 80s maybe. And that's where you basically submerge the buds in ice water and that kind of breaks the trichomes off. And then you collect those through a micron screen bubble bag. Um, and now in our amazing fucking world, we've got like so many other forms of extraction. Like when dabs came up with, you know, um, solventless and solvent extractions that can be dangerous because they use CO2 and butane, all that kind of stuff. There's like so much to talk about. We can't address it all here, but live resin specifically, I wanted to say is a really cool, um, way of basically preserving the full profile of the plant where they take the entire plant at, and they cut it down and they flash freeze it right away. And then they use that um, flash frozen resin and they take that and they press that into what you have in this joint. So it's the sushi of weed. I guess. Yeah. Because it's like the raw whole plant being respected. And it's, the, put, it's the trichomes from that whole plant. So yeah. it's the it's the it's the tuna belly sushi. I guess so. Yeah. Of weed. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. essentially you're taking the best part of the plant yep and you're preserving it and serving it whole and unadulterated exactly in its finest form and treated with respect yeah so it is it's the pork it's the toro 
It's the Toro of the weed world. Of the I weed love world. that. Yeah, I just want to make sure. Cool. I was just kind of fact-checking myself here because I don't want to get anything wrong, but it is the... Uh, the leafleak.com article about it says live resin is a type of cannabis concentrate produced uh, with freshly harvested cannabis, which is frozen to a subcritical temperature prior to and throughout the extraction process, skipping the drying and curing phases, which have an impact on terpenes. So that's the main thing. That's why you're getting all of the flavor of the plant, because when you cut down cannabis and you dry it and then you cure it, that those aromatic oils and essences can dissipate a little bit, but with live resin, you're capturing all of it because you're flash freezing it at the height of its sort of live moment. Yeah. And you're preserving that live taste. And that's why it's called live resin. It's also the, um, what's the movie where they, uh, they freeze you and preserve you. <laughs> I don't know. From moment to moment. Come on. What's the mer- movie like, where they okay, freeze so and preserve they you? put you in a spaceship and then you freeze and then you wake up in another time because you've traveled oh, I have and no they idea. wake you. Is it Avatar where they freeze you? Oh, yes. There is There is a long... I don't think they freeze no. you, though. I think no, they're no, just no. in stasis. Is it Prometheus? Maybe Prometheus. But I think, again, you're just in stasis. Like in those space movies, I don't think they're freezing you. You're talking about like some weird cryogenic shit that so I So I don't. should have stuck with the Toro example <laughs> and just like let that ride and not gone all over the map? Maybe so. Man, sometimes so. you got to quit while you're ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so... I, I just, yeah, I love like those cool weed things that are happening like live resin where, you know, the super fucking turp nerds and weed heads have gotten so into the scientific process that they've figured out all of the ways to preserve all of the aspects of cannabis, like along yeah. with the amazing cannabinoids, all of the fucking terps and the whole profile. I just think it's so neat. And I uh, wanted to address Dylan's message and say, when we get back, we will deliver that up. Of, uh, We've got strain strains, rankings, pieces, pieces, and we need and to talk fed. about strain names. Like, and what's strain in names. a fucking strain name? Why is that called that name? You know, what when do you, you go want- to a bud fucking dispensary and you're looking at the menu and you're like, what is fucking AK forty seven and why is it called that? You know? Right. Okay, so we sh- what what we really to respect but we're not Dylan's. It now. Well, yeah, no, it's okay because yeah. I think I think it's a great question, but. Um, what you're really saying is you want to do a deep dive into Dylan's question. That's exactly to right. Do it a, to, to do it, to to what's it called? To respect the question. To do it justice. To do yeah. it justice. Because, you know, one of my favorite podcasts uh, I want to shout out is You're Wrong About. I am loving that podcast. It's so fucking great. And what they do every single time is a deep dive because they're both journalists. And so, for instance, uh, the O.J. Simpson trial, they did an eight-episode storytelling and recounting of the the sort of like everything behind that that you never heard about. What's the name of it? You're wrong about. Okay. So they take a media story that, you know, made waves and then they dig into how the media got it wrong. And it's fucking fascinating. They just did one about cancel culture that was just so fucking worth a listen. But um, they really do deep dives and I love that deep dive and learning so much about it. So Dylan, I want to do that deep dive into strains, what's in a strain name, and um, you know maybe get some of our pieces together so we can show you because Mike and I actually both have. I got some cool fucking some bongs. Sweet fucking glass. I got some dope ass bongs. I love. Also, I just got mailed like a crazy fucking stash box that I want to show off. So yeah, maybe okay. we can do a little show and tell, and also um, really answer your question properly. I love it. To come. Um, and then we have another letter do you want to i don't have it pulled up i have it pulled up jesus mary jane can you also do you need me i don't need to read everything (laughs) (laughs) 
Do you want to pull it up and read it? <laughs> no, I don't want to take that time. You're already prepared. Okay. Please. All right. Everybody likes your voice more anyway, because you don't talk true. through your nose. You get DMs from people asking you to say lobster thermidor in a sexy way. So <laughs> let's not pretend I'm also getting those. That's <laughs> so funny. Thank you. I think you have a fucking great voice. You, your voice is very calming for me. Mary Jane, will you please read it? Yes. Okay. This is from our friend Sylvie. Sylvie Levier. Um, so Sylvie wrote in and said, okay, so I just made a vegan buffalo chicken wrap. Yes, I'm high. And you'll soon find out just how high. And I was in the middle of shredding a block of marble cheese when I had a thought. For some reason, I always get annoyed at this step in the wrap making. And I think it's because my heart's telling me that what I really want are cubes of cheese, not fucking shredded. Then I went down a rabbit hole and thought, in what situation do I not prefer cubed cheese? Mm. I realized that I would choose little cubes of cheese over any other styles of marble every time. In wraps, pasta salad, when having cheese and crackers, not shredded, not thin rectangle slices, not square slices. After this happened, I started thinking about all foods, lol. What's my favorite way to eat lettuce? Buy the leaf like a lettuce wrap, shred it in a salad, big pieces in a salad. What about potatoes? <laughs> cubes of lettuce. <laughs> I like lettuce cubes. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, anyway, I felt like I needed to share that with you guys. I feel like it might spark a pretty interesting chat between you two or within yourself. <laughs> LOL. Thanks for listening, Sylvie. <laughs> wow, Sylvie. Uh, love a deep high thought while making a wrap. Cube cheese is a wild choice. Cube cheese? No. Let's Okay, let's what? go. What are you talking about? She, she is... Uh, hard to argue with. I think she nailed it. Oh my god, I feel like that's crazy. You don't want a cube cheese in a wrap? Yes, you do. Shred it all the way, baby. What are you talking what about? What are you talking about? Sylvie, you have ruined this. Oh my god. You have come between us. I don't us. want a square cube of cheese going into my mouth in a wrap that's layers and pieces. You know what I'm saying? I don't, because my favorite part of a cube cheese is how my teeth go all the way through it, almost like oh. like the, the texture, the bite, the width, the thickness, and how like when you bite a piece of cube cheese, you get that really nice, like it's just like a fucking mouthgasm. And if I have little pops of that throughout yeah. my entire wrap, that's an exciting bite because you never know when the cube is coming. And with the cheese shredded yes it can be melted yes it can be unmelted but you're getting the same bite throughout instead of little pops of surprise i am looking up something because there is a word in danish which is i'm gonna try and pronounce it tansmer which is a uh, means tooth butter which is literally the feeling when you have a thick sp spread of butter on your bread and you bite into it that's yep. that's the feeling that they like. That's it. That's my There's cube cheese. There's a Danish word for it, Mike. Oh, tooth butter. Mary Jane, you're so smart. The Danes are amazing. You're amazing. That's so cool. <laughs> yes, a cube cheese gives me tooth butter. Wow. Okay, I feel you on that now, and I understand you much better. And so and I'm thinking, of, like, it. like, let's take the shredded cheese and the cube cheese out of the wrap, and let's put it into other places, okay. right? Like Pasta a, salad. Pasta salad, give me a cube, because a feta is a cube. I'm never yes. eating shredded cheese in a pasta salad. Yes. It's always cubed up. I'm confused about cubed cheese in a pasta salad because I don't think I would ever use a cheese that could be cubed. Like, I don't want cheddar in my pasta salad. Know what oh, I'm you know what? I'm thinking about Italian. Soft... I'm talking about like an Italian pasta salad where you've got like cubes of mozz. 
like hard cubes of cheddar, shit like that. Okay. Maybe it's a Midwest thing. I'm confused. <laughs> what, the, the, what about in, a, in an omelet or in a scramble? Because that's where I was like, I, I think I would still prefer a cube over a shred, but I understand a shred inside of an omelet more. Isn't that moot because it melts and shred would be a better melt factor? I agree with that, except that I do believe that a cube has the, like the beautiful thing about a cube is that it can it can half melt so you've still got like a little bit of like solidness in the middle but it's still gooey on the outside which is like really fun to eat i don't want half melted cubes of cold cheese in my <laughs> omelet are you insane God damn it <laughs> that's a crazy thing to say well don't repeat it the way i said it you make it sound bad <laughs> it's like a cold omelet with some weird half melted fucking cheddar in it no thanks i would rather not have that what if what if i said it better Okay, I think the only place I wouldn't want cube cheese uh-huh. is pizza. Okay. And that's it. Or that's where sandwich. shred belongs. No cubes. I don't. What are you talking about? If you're biting into a ham and cheese sandwich, you're saying you want cube cheese that's going to like shoot out the sides? You need a rectangle slice for that baby. Yeah, Always. but how thick's your rectangle? Is it basically cube thickness? It's however big I want it to be because I bought a fucking pound of cheese because <laughs> I have cheese in my fridge. I know, but what I'm saying... Currently, I'm saying. But wouldn't you say that a rectangle slice of cheese is more akin to a cube than it is to a shred? No. No? A cube three-dimensionally is very fat and a rectangle is flat and the same But it's the same thickness. As a cube? Potentially. What are your cubes microscopic? I'm talking, I think a cube is at least a centimeter by a centimeter by a centimeter, which would make it a cube. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, but I'm, but I get it. I'm seeing If it's a state. centimeter, it's a centimeter on all three sides. That's what, that's actually the dimensions of a cube. <laughs> that's the same on all three sides. I mean, six sides. Wait, how many sides does a cube have? Six. Yeah. Great. Um, <laughs> so you're saying that a rectangle is closer to a shred. I'm, I think the rectangle is its own thing. I think the cube is just a crazy move in anything, but... Okay, oh, new game. Sylvie, like I, I new game. respect this, but like it's... New game. Okay. I'm on Sylvie's side, you're not. We've said our piece. Got it. Block cheese. Okay. Let's rank the types of ways you can block it. Like shred, cube, rectangle, um, b- bite it, <laughs> just eat it, take a big chunk. You know what I mean? Like all the, all the, um, all the types of like ways that you can use cheese if it's in a block form. Like you can cube it, you can rectangle it, you can shred it. Am I missing any? <laughs> I don't think so. But so I'm how like, would you rank those three? I don't rank them. They're just all different. Each one is a different one. They're all one. Everything's one. It's one, one, and one. They're <laughs> brought to you by Secret Weed. Okay, fine. I just like I don't like ranking shit. I'm yeah, not a ranker. I know, and that's I love where we it. differ. Because you're a fucking millennial, and like millennials need to like make the rise of the listicle happened with the millennial because they're like everything needs an order. Yes. No, they're just all their own thing. Everything's a one. Everything has its own place in the world. The cube is very useful sometimes. Obviously, more often to you and Sylvie than to me. But I love a cube on a toothpick at a party. And a rectangle is for a fucking sandwich, and the shred is for whatever else. So you're more function than form, and I'm more form than function. I just like different things in different things. I don't want one thing in all my things, ever. Well said. (laughs) So broad and so well said. Right. I got you. You know, there's a place for burrata, and there's a place for fucking sharp cheddar. Yeah. I'm what do you rank them? What do you? What else would you use a rectangle for besides a sandwich? Does anything else come to mind? Omelet. 
Over a shred. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I could, I, if you only had the rectangle, you could do it in an omelet. I almost would prefer it because I think it's a better like texture and thickness for yeah. an omelet. It feels like it would make the right center of that sweet om, that sweet sweet om. Um, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Also, if I would just eat a slice. Sometimes I roll up a fucking, you know, if it's cheese that rolls, I roll it up, or else I just stuff it in my mouth. But sometimes I just eat a rectangle. Hey, I have a sesh question for you. I don't eat handfuls of shred. What? I do <laughs> uh-huh. do that. What's your slash quest? What do you call, do you have any nicknames for foods that you had as a child? Like growing up for me, um, I didn't like the crust on bread, mm-hmm. but I, I called it the bones. Oh. And I was like, can you please cut the bones off? <laughs> Weird. <laughs> what a strange little guy you were. And then my mom would stare at me and make eye contact with her knife and just like serrate and be like, like this, you don't like the bones? The bones um, of the bread. You, and so I used to call the, the crust the bones. Okay. So if any of those come to mind for you as like little, little kitty slang terms that you had, I would love to hear them. Or I'd love to hear anybody's, you know? Well, I can't think of... Food stuff specifically, but my family did have its entire own language. So we had weird words for all sorts of stuff. Like it started with my dad. Um, he called sandwiches. Actually, that is a word. We could, uh, sandwich was an aj. Aj? Aj. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it a like, lot. Would you like an aj? Because he was, you know, he had that lovely English accent. Is that, a, is that an English term for a sandwich? No, I That's think just it your was own thing. either a made-up word or it was a word from his childhood when he grew up in India. Maybe it was a family word from there, or I don't know if it actually comes from India, but Aj was his cool. word for sandwich, and Daj was his word for pajamas. So he was maybe the only person ever to rhyme sandwiches with pajamas. <laughs> 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 he was pretty cool. <laughs> he is really cool. And um, the radio was called the Baja. Oh, he had a whole deal. Oh, yeah, we had a whole language. My sister has her own weird names, and I had weird names. And, yeah, we would just, like, refer to things as weird things all the time. Cool. But, yeah. The Aj and the Baj and the Daja. <laughs> uh-huh. So you would be wearing, that means you were wearing pajamas, eating a sandwich, listening to the radio? Yeah, if I was, yeah, in my Daj, eating an Aj, listening to the Baja. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah. I love great. it so much. Um, before we get into the 36, can I just check the camera one more oh, time? Oh, yeah, totally. And maybe I'm excited about this, actually. While I check it, could you I'll kind set of it up. set it up? I will talk. Okay. I will, I will tell everyone the thing that we're doing for this sash. Um, so I think we can actually make this a three-parter, hopefully, and this will be the part one of the three. But I remembered that there was this uh, thing that, like five or six years ago. It was published in the New York Times. Um, and it was called the 36 questions that lead to love. And, um, there was a study done basically by a psychologist that explored whether intimacy between two people can be sped up by having them ask each other a specific series of questions. And so they made 36 questions for this study. And the idea was that you can introduce two people and have them ask each other these questions. And at the end of it, they could even possibly be in love, but it like strengthens bonds. I think is, you know, in any way, like just forges an intimacy with that other person as a friend or in whatever way. In, in hearing the way you're describing how great these questions are for discussion it i think i want to carry these into the world opening back up because i don't want to ask anyone how you are or how you've been or right. what's going on or what's new and so to have like <laughs> to have like a set of 36 like this that can stimulate a little bit of connectivity 
Um, your timing on this is great, Mary Jane. Cool. Yeah. Well, also, you know, maybe you could just go out in the world and ask some random person 36 questions, and uh, next thing you know, you're hitched. Wow. Look out. And you're viral on TikTok. You're the 36 <laughs> girl. What, 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 what? Okay, let's do them. Do you want to ask the first question to me, or or do we, well, we ask them? we both have them pulled up, so I think the idea is, like, I ask you, and then you ask me the same question, and we both answer it. Got Let it. me just make sure that I have that right, because... Uh, the idea is... Or you can ask me all of them and I can just tell you all my answers. <laughs> cool. Let's, let's <laughs> that do that. Tight. That sounds tight, right? No, I think I think it's just, yeah, I ask you, you answer, and then you ask me the same question and I answer and then we move on. And so there's okay. because there's 36, obviously we're not going to like subject anyone to having to listen to that long if I can pod, but we'll do this set now and then maybe if we have a great time and it's fun, we'll come back and we'll do the second set and the third set. So we're going to do a Dylan sesh. And a 36 sesh. Mm -hmm. And let's go. (laughs) Cool. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll ask you first. Given the choice of anyone in the world, Mm -hmm. whom would you want as a dinner guest? Roxanne Gay. Wow. Off the top. Off the fucking top. Let's go. Because I am so... blown away by her in every possible way the more I read of her work and the more I follow her online and then having her on the podcast and just connecting with her for that interview was just so fucking mind-blowing I just think she's an exemplary human being in the world right now and she is like she's so fucking interesting and funny and brilliant and all of the things that you know would make her a fantastic dinner guest but I also just um look at her as someone who is living life in a way that I admire so much like I want to know her better to know about how she's living like she's a great example of someone who I think is just like so authentic and and fucking cool and not above anything and like has a you know entire part of her Twitter where she talks about her nemeses and she's just so fucking real so I don't know Roxanne K yeah number one number one damn that's a good answer cool um Oh, let me ask it. Okay. Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Oh, fuck, man. I'm really struggling with it. Hmm. It's really hard for me because I want somebody who can carry the conversation because I don't really like to. Okay. And I also want somebody super interesting and thoughtful. Um, And my first thought, which isn't my thought, but my first thought was Dave Chappelle because he... He's a great comic and he's, but he's also transitioned into, I think, I think like the pandemic and Black Lives Matter and he's transitioned into a, not just a comic, but somebody who is trying to like be a world global philosopher and thinker and dialed in. But the problem I have with that is his trans jokes are so fucking off the mark that he also strikes me as somebody who is a little bit like out of touch in other areas. So Yes, on stage, I will laugh and enjoy him. But as a dinner guest, I want somebody who's a little, who feels a little more well-rounded like Roxanne Gay to me. Not to say he's not on point, but I just feel like the her, her, her choices and how she presents herself are so dialed in and in touch that they're just like bulletproof to me. And I love yeah. that about her. Yeah. And so I struggle with who to ask or who to say because my first thought was Dave, but then as I unpacked it, it didn't feel right. Hmm. Okay. So uh, we can't move on until you answer, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I'm making that up right now, but I'm going to say... David Cho. Okay. David Cho. Um, the artist? Yeah. 
cool. He's the best artist in the world. He's my favorite. His stories are insane from everything from finding a dinosaur in South America to almost getting kidnapped. Um, his new show on FX, I cannot wait to watch it. And also, he is the guy, if you don't, if you're listening and you don't know, um, when he was hired to paint a mural on Facebook and they offered him either money or uh, equity in the company. Mm-hmm. And he took equity in this small startup and then it went public and now he has like $300 million for, you know, betting on a thing instead of taking quick cash. Wow. So David Cho, his art, yeah, th- that's my dinner guest and he can carry a tale to no end. I wish Amazing. I hadn't even said the Dave Chappelle shit, man. I should have just like <laughs> taken a fucking minute, been quiet checked in with myself instead of just yapping to fill space but that's what this is about too is about like that exchange of you know and working something out in front of someone i think okay cool that makes me feel better because like had i just sat with it a second and right and not minded the silence it's hard to let silence happen on a podcast yeah in fairness yeah you do have to talk to keep people listening well thank you for listening (laughs) so that i could unpack it david Cho. Amazing. Can I make a joke about what you said about Facebook? Yes. Is that they, I thought you were going to say they offered to pay him in cash or, and I thought you were going to say exposure. <laughs> <laughs> and then he chose exposure and I was like, wow. Oh, man. <laughs> That's so funny. Fantastic. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Okay. Okay. Question number two. Yeah. Would you want to be famous and in what way? Yes. Um, as a like kind of it's a little ridiculous but kind of like as a uh a bit of a multi-hyphenate like as someone who like I I think Phoebe Waller-Bridge is someone that I like I look at her career and I'm like oh fuck yes like she does everything she's an incredible performer she created Fleabag at the Edinburgh Fringe she took that and made it into a show and then she got hired as a writer on a bunch of stuff she was the writer of the new Bond movie um she produces so she's sort of you know I think that, you know, in an ideal world, I would be like that person who just does a bunch of stuff and is hopefully good at all of them and known for all of them. Um, and uh, But I guess for the most part, I would like to say at this point in my life, it would be because I wrote something that I also performed that really resonated with people, if that can be, if I can be that specific. Yes. Yeah. Great, great answer. Cool. Want to ask me? Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Would you like to be famous? In what way? You took that question so differently than I took it, which is why I'm really enjoying this. This is fun. You took it as how you answered. I took it as a level of fame, like how much oh. fame it would be. And so in what way to me meant like how recognized and global are you on the level from um, somebody who has done some BuzzFeed High Guy videos to, you know, Mr. Worldwide, Pitbull himself. So, like, that's how I took it. Pitbull? Perfect. He's the pinnacle. Yeah, from Glazer to Pitbull. (laughs) But is he Pitbull famous? (laughs) He ain't Pitbull famous. Uh, Okay, cool. Okay. (laughs) So your answer is? My answer is yes, I want to be famous. Mm -hmm. Um, I think my type of fame is to to answer it my way would be like a Paul Rudd type where he is beloved you don't really know about his personal life but you're always happy to see him when he pops up whether it's to carry 
a story or whether he's just making a cameo and being super silly. Um, he's on my mind right now because Conan just ended. And do you know his bit on Conan that he always does? I didn't know does? the bit, but I saw it reported saw that it he reported. showed up for that last bit. And I was like, perfect. Of course, Paul Rudd has a fucking repeatable, hilarious bit. He's yes. amazing. He's amazing. And he takes nothing too seriously. Um, he's he's very recognizable, but also he has like, and I think he I think he blends in quite well. I think he has like an like a uh, anonymousness to him. Um, for the most part, it's like, I know you from a thing. Mm. And I think that that's, I think he's super famous, but I also think he's like allowed to go grocery shopping. Right. You know? Yeah. I, I, I he's also that. such a crazy example of like, what, what can it look like if you, uh, get older, but somehow, you know, like still look and act like a young person. Like yeah. he's just, I don't even know how he's got to be 50. 50s. Yeah. So <laughs> wow. the other thing about him that I love, and this is more of a Paul, Paul Rudd <laughs> fucking fandom. Uh, have you seen Wet Hot American Summer? Uh, no. Oh. Yes. Oh, wait. Is that the one where Chris Maloney's like the chef at camp? Yes. yes. Okay. okay. Chef. Cook. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're right about that, too. Um, uh, Paul Rudd does one of my favorite bits ever on that when he throws something on the ground and Janine Garofalo is like, pick it up. And he goes around the entire cafeteria moaning and picking things up. And he's just like, Ugh. And then he looks at her and then he walks to another thing and he's like, <sighs> And then he walks to another thing and he just Great. does it for so long. It's a perfect bit. Um, I think that is, yes, I want to be famous, but I'd like to be like Paul Rudd style famous where I can just like be super silly. Mm-hmm. And, um, and in fact, that works in my favor. Right. You want to be able to like leave your house and do all the normal things, but also be, you know, maybe someone does come up to you. Yeah. Nice. And when, and when they do, you better believe I'm asking them a bunch of fucking questions so that I don't have to talk about myself because, and I don't, oh. and I also like, that'll it, be just th- so nice for them. I, I hope so because it makes me really uncomfortable. Um, like, if people want to talk to me, mm-hmm. I immediately just start asking them questions because I, I I'm it's it's com- it's more comfortable for me that way. Sure. Yeah. So anyway, that's okay. it. Damn, Great. these are good. Okay. You ready? Yep. Before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? Why? Wow. No. So that's my answer. Okay. I don't. Why not? Um, I do. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, boy, it's very rare that I prepare any sort of statement. I feel like I've always been served by my instincts and by reading the energy of whoever it is that I'm talking to, whether that's in person or on the phone, and kind of responding to that in the moment. So I think maybe if I had like really fucking terrible news to deliver to someone, I might sort of like try and rehearse it. And that's actually not entirely true because I have had some difficult conversations where I've taken notes to like be able to work off some fucking notes like Britney Spears did in her statement to the court. They were like, she's working off notes and it was fucking awesome because she got everything said that she wanted to say. So yes, I guess I have taken notes before a difficult conversation and then used those. So that is kind of rehearsing. Can I ask you a follow up on what you just said? Sure. Vibing off somebody else's energy Mm. and like feeling off of that. Do you find that you're still able to be honest about what you want to say, even if they might be on a different vibe and a different wavelength or, or will you adjust it and kind of, um, like bend to them and where they're at a bit more? Always. I'm, I am a super bender around her and adjusting to people always. Yeah. I think that that is definitely something that I learned as a codependent people pleaser, uh, growing up as a kid to, to definitely like listen for what 
you know, listen for my cues and then really respond to that. And I think that that's part of what made me go into being an actor and all of that kind of stuff because I loved it and I was good at it. But um, also it can be my downfall because sometimes it does mean that I don't necessarily express whatever it was that I was there to get out. Um, but I also think that it kind of can make me a fun conversationalist. Yeah, because you know? you're a great listener. Thanks. Yeah. Not always, but I try. Made you feel weird, huh? I'm here now. <laughs> <laughs> you're a bender around her. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. a bender around her. I okay. get it. Before making a telephone call, uh-huh. do you ever rehearse what you were going to say? Why? Yes, always yes. Wow. 100% of the time. If I'm making the call, I have the whole roadmap planned out down to like the points I want to make, why I'm calling, what my first word is going to be, and also how quickly I do or do not want to get off the phone. No way. Yes. 100%. Especially like I think the best example of that is uh, with my parents. Wow. Um, I always, I always like when I call, I'm always going somewhere and I know that it's like a six to eight minute drive. Mm-hmm. I know why I'm calling them. I know the moments that I want to hit and then I get off the phone. Wow. And I picture the conversation in my head too, because I do believe in visualization, whether it's with my parents or anywhere else, I'll visualize the phone call in my head so that more parts of it come true. Because I do, because like in hockey, I've talked about that. Like you picture the whole game starting at the end and working your way to the beginning. And then you'll see moments and flashes of that in the game that you're mentally prepared for. And I do the same thing with phone calls. Wow. Yeah. So I guess your follow-up question to me wouldn't really apply to you because you always get out. Or, I mean, does it apply? Like, do you find yourself adjusting and then not saying what you wanted to say? Yeah, well, I think that, like, it, it comes down to, like, one of my, like, codes and philosophies in life, which is, like, always be as prepared as possible and then also be willing to throw it all away. Mm. And so I am, I I will, like, bendy ovary to ovary? Ben, I said bend around. <laughs> Let's stick with bend around. <laughs> I'm talking about, like, Donnie Darko kind of, you know, that. And I'm, and I'm, I'm talking not, about, like, grabbing grab the ankles. Your ankles. <laughs> And I also over. I bend over for people. I said I bend around people. Jesus Christ. What I heard and what you said. Oops. Wow. <laughs> Very telling. This is great. I really am enjoying my time with you. Ben, also ovary. Let's yeah. skip. Let's crash that. You're bend ovary. Okay. I'm be- I'm bend ovary. You're bend aroundy. We're both bend aroundy. Yeah. Got like it. yeah. Happy to happy to move with the flow Good. always and yeah. like do that. But I will be prepared for every phone call. Wow. Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. Cool. And um, and it also helps me on the phone, too. Like, mm-hmm. that kind of preparation really, like, lessens my, um, I guess, like it's, I don't know what it is. It's, it's anxiety, but there's other things in there that, um, but having that preparation allows yeah. me to, like, actually do it as well. Wow. Yeah. Cool. So, there we go. All right. Cool. Next question. Yep. Did you ask or did I ask that? You're, we're always, you're starting every time. Do you want to change it up? Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. So I'll ask this first. Okay. What would constitute a perfect day for you? I had one. Okay. I've had it. Okay. Um, well, I've had some of it. Okay. It, uh, I will, I'll just try and beat it out as I'm doing it. <laughs> I wake up with an old room temp strong cup of coffee right next to my bed so I can already start slurping it. And then after I have that room temp coffee, um, I check my email and at the top of it is like a dream come true gig that I've been working towards really hard being locked in. 
and then I have a no wipe poop because the coffee was so strong and I ate vegan the night before and it all just comes out in like one like beautiful boom bop and I'm done and then I hop in the shower and it's a great it's a great shower because I'm feeling really good mm-hmm. and then I come out and I do an I do three hours worth of work that I'm really proud of and really excited by. And I, I do a great amount of it and I leave it till the next day because there's even more to do, but I'm just loving what I'm creating. Mm-hmm. And then you and I go eat a huge fucking sandwich and hang the fuck out and go for a long walk. And then a private jet phone call happens and surprises us. us and then we go from Vegas to Barcelona to Amsterdam and where else would be really fun to go to? This is all one day. Yeah, there's a day. <laughs> and then Hawaii. Okay. Um, and and uh, and we do that, and that's really fun. And, um, oh, I guess I can't do that because it's a day. Okay, so sandwich. <laughs> and then, um, and then a, a plane, a super fast plane, mm-hmm. takes us to uh, a, a crazy fun nightclub that we've never been to at okay. somewhere like Barcelona or Spain or something. Um, and, and we take a bunch of ecstasy and a bunch of mushrooms and smoke a bunch of weed and jump up and down while eating prosciutto out of our pockets. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, two huge luxury suites at the end of the night overlooking the entire city where everybody is coming back and we're just drinking champagne and eating more caprese sandwiches and um i get a pay and then the money gets into my account from the morning email and i've got like more money than i've ever had in my entire life in there and so i know the thing is real and it's actually happening Mm -hmm. um and then everybody at the party has huge great orgasms and then fucking leaves and (laughs) i sleep on a king-size bed spread out like a starfish and as i fall asleep i hear a dark, rich, room temp cup of cold brew old coffee being put next to me for the next morning. Wow. Okay. There we go. Perfect day. That's my perfect day. Fucking name. Thanks for letting me unwrap it because I was just like, let's fucking make it. Big fucking day. Yeah, it's a day. Yeah, I love it. Okay, what's your perfect day? You don't have to include me. No, no, I I know. Why am I? I'll shut up. (laughs) I'll shut up. No. Sorry. <laughs> okay. My perfect day. Ah, there's so many iterations of it. God damn it. Okay. My perfect day is waking up in uh, Greece um, with the windows open and I wake up because the sun is pouring in and there's a stray cat coming in to see if it can get some breakfast out of me and there's a beautiful breeze blowing off the water and I'm on maybe Paros or Antiparos or the two islands that I went to a few years ago that I fucking love so I'll say I'm there I'm on Antiparos and the wind is blowing in and there are like beautiful linen curtains that are like blowing in the breeze and I get up and I go and I sit on the balcony and it's pretty early and I meditate for like 15 minutes reasonable and the cat's like in the sun going around my knees Mm. and then I get up and I do some really nice deep stretches and I go into the kitchen and I prepare myself some fucking awesome coffee and one of those espresso things that you put on the fridge and you like boil it and then it pours and you know do you know the things I mean they're very fancy and very cool yeah yeah and I make myself some super super strong coffee with that and then I eat some fresh Greek yogurt with honey and almonds and I check my email it's the only time I'm gonna look at a screen all fucking day 
and I've been offered a role in a project that I created that was bought and they want me to play one of the supporting parts. And so I've been hired and so then I text you to say the good news and you are in another wing of the house. Oh shit, I'm in Greece too? Yeah, you're in Greece. Sick. You're in the basement though. No, okay, no wait, I'm still in Greece. Well, every right. basement is like still very beautiful, but it's dark and cool and you went down there to oh, sleep. Oh, I love that. Love That's my deal. The dark and the cool. Okay. And so then I bring you that coffee, that cold coffee, and I put it next to your bed, and I just like let you know that I fucking nailed something, and you're like, fucking awesome, what do you want to do today? And I'm like, I want to go to a nude beach and be in the sun and swim and eat like dolmas and drink fucking great wine and just be out in the fucking, like maybe do some snorkeling and see some creatures under the water and go tide pooling. And so we go do that. I wear zero clothes for the entire fucking day. I coat myself in sunscreen. I'm very safe, but I'm very brown. And uh, then we hop on our ATVs and we drive to the restaurant where we order the most beautiful Greek meal, seasonally locally prepared, no octopus for you. And um, then we take the ferry and we go to the neighboring island where there's a crazy club that all of the fucking Euro travelers go to that's like, you can't get in, but we got in because we have a special fucking connection because we know someone there or whatever. And we're, we get in, we're fucking VIPs and we do all of the things. We take all of the fucking ecstasy and mushrooms and we jump up and down and then we smoke a big fat fucking blunt on the rooftop overlooking the Aegean Sea and then we get back on the ferry and we go back to the house and I pop some popcorn with some truffle salt mm. and I sit out on the balcony you can join me if you want to but you definitely don't have to and we you know just have our fucking chill wind down time and I listen to the ocean just like and then I send my love to the stars and all the people that I love in the world. And that's my like nighttime meditation. And then I go to bed. Wow. Great day. Yeah. Good Great days. days. Those are good days. Those are really good days. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in too. <laughs> I got time. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, bet. Um, good right. one. Good one. I also like that... Um, a lot of our perfect days is escapism. Yeah. It's like, it's super success, and then let's escape from all of yeah. it. It's like, Mad I Mad success, and then take a bunch of drugs and go dancing. I'm so glad that I did all of this, and I achieved my dreams. Now let's forget about it. Now let me unlock my brain and let it slither out of my ear, and fucking jump up and down like a fucking happy, joyous lunatic. Fucking right. Okay, um, next question. When did you last sing to yourself? Can I say, I hate how big my nose is sometimes, because this joint is a little too short, uh-huh. and now I'm going to light it, but I'm going to light the tip of my nose on fire. You don't have to put it to your lips to light it. How would you just light it, yeah, light, just light it, it, and light then it off? Light it and then suck on it. All right, bud. There you go. Oh, nope, didn't work. See? Here, let me light it for you. Yeah, you have a button nose. I do. Okay. That's better. When did you last sing to yourself to, or to someone else? I've never sung to anyone. Um, and the last time I sang to myself, mm-hmm. I don't sing to myself, but I'll do a lot of freestyle raps in my head. Okay. So, and sometimes I'll do those out loud. So, especially with Joel, shout out Joel, my best friend in the world. Um, 
like him and I'll do like FaceTime freestyles, especially during the pandemic, wow. you know, two in the morning, we'd just be smoking and drinking and we would like put on a beat. And when you were gone in Washington, the first time Joel came to your place and kept me company and we just got hammered at Dave's hot chicken and freestyle wrapped until like four in the morning. Awesome. Fucking A. It was really fun. So I, oh. more so that than, than anything else. So I guess that to someone would also be Joel now that I've discovered it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, shout out carpet cleaning happening downstairs as well just like that that wine in the background we're not going to stop recording because this is the time we have to do this but that's annoying and i hope it stops soon i do too okay these apartments are big enough that you've got to do that much work what's going on i think they're carpet cleaning i think it's vacuuming (laughs) (laughs) what's the thing like we're on ten thousand dollar pyramid you know when you clean a carpet with a machine mop sucks roomba uh It just reminds me of a tweet that I saw that it was uh, amused me greatly, which just said, uh, why do they spell vacuum like that? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Because it is a crazy spelling. It's got two U's. It's very strange. Yes. Nobody knows. It, yeah. It's a, that's a good question. <laughs> it just made me laugh. Okay. Uh, so do you, when did you sing to yourself and to someone else? I sing to myself pretty often. I would say five days a week. Um, the most recent time I sang to myself was probably when I was in Washington, I'm going to say like four or five days ago. Um, and I sing to my dog every day mm-hmm. and I have a bunch of dog songs that are just for Archie. Um, and I, yeah, I'm a, I sing, I sing in the shower. Um, definitely. I don't really like try to impose it on anyone else. Like, I don't think I sing to you. No, but I'll be around you when you sing to Archie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you yeah. want to give a, a taste of an Archie song? Any new ones? Do you have um, any new hits? New hits for Archie Moo. No, they're always in the moment. It's funny. I had a song for my old cat, Kitty, which was, Who's the most beautiful kitty in the whole wide world? You are. And then she'd go, Meow. And it was really, and it was the same song every time. But Archie is like, I freestyle for Archie. You freestyle too. Mm-hmm. It'd be funny if like me and Joel are in one room and I'm like, I'm walking through the forest here in a chorus next thing you know it is a laborious snorus and then and then the other room is you and who's Alice. the nice little guy he's got a hairy belly he's the sweetest guy in the whole wide world and his feet are big and his nose is wet <laughs> la, 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 la. should we do are we bts <laughs> wait who's bts oh is that the korean boy band yeah right i don't really know anything about that should we go should we become a band Maybe. And I'll free. I'll do bad freestyle rapping followed by dog songs, and each song is I mean, like a little blend of that. Kind of sounds like a winning combination to me. It sounds fun. Yeah, I think Jack Black would appreciate it. We can call it Bark Hop. <laughs> Bark Hop. Would that okay. be fun? Bark yeah. Hop? Yeah, and then I can do like, rah, rah, in the background. <laughs> oh, those are the Amigos ad libs? <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 I do a good growl. You do. Uh, Ooh, that is really good. Uh, yeah. Damn. Bark hop. Bark I'm hop. In. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Um, we've got. We can keep going <laughs> we're forever. We're not even halfway through these. I know. There's 36 of them though. Oh Jesus. Well, it's not like we're doing all 36, but how how much more gonna, do you want to do? We we're going to try and do the first 12. Okay, let's cook through the next ones a little more. You want to cook through 12? Yeah. Let's get them all let's, done. Let's cook through the next six. Okay. Here we go. Wow, okay. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? So I'm 90 and I either have my mind or body and it's 30? Mm-hmm. Body. No. Right. 
Um, yes, body. Right. Yeah. What an insane question. I don't like it because I think that like, I think that I've, you know, (laughs) I've seen, I've seen when the mind goes and ooh wee. Yeah. Um, and I've seen when the body goes and I don't want to have the brain I do now trapped in a body that ain't working. I'd rather not know what the fuck is going on, (laughs) but I can run real fast. (laughs) That's so funny because I wasn't thinking about like losing any mental capacity. I was just thinking like who would want to be 90 and think like a 30 year old? That would just be fucking miserable. 30 year olds know nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather be 90 and have the accumulated wisdom of a nine year old and look hot. (laughs) What an insane question. Easy answer. <laughs> Seven. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? Um, yeah, I think about it all the time. Do you have a secret hunch? A secret hunch? Oh, man. If you do, you don't have to say it on here because if you don't want to, I understand not wanting to like say it out loud. I totally get not. You just, is it a yes or a no? I'll say this instead. I'll, yeah. be, I'll be a little too Because I wouldn't want to actually answer this and have it recorded. Yeah. 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 Because then you're like, it's a you're reverse knock on wood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't want that to be the headline. Right. Pod, <laughs> Patreon podcaster forecast death. death on Patreon. No. No. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> Let's not do that. Skipping oh. it. Okay. Fuck them. Uh, name three things you and your partner appear to have in common. Oh, in common. What do we have in common? Three things. Dude. I don't know if we have anything in common. (laughs) (laughs) Number one, nothing. We both love weed and food. Mm -hmm. That's two things. Mm -hmm. And nothing. (laughs) You do it. Name three things you and and I have in common. Um, I think think that we're really hard on ourselves. Yeah. I think that we have very... um, similarly dark senses of humors <laughs> mm-hmm. except that yours is a little bit newer to say out loud than mine is yes for sure and i think we love to eat and smoke yeah i think we like like it's not like a hobby thing it's like a a real deep fucking love for like laughing eating yes. and getting high yes i would yes i would can i piggyback on yours I think I, I nailed it. You did nail it. I just, yeah, we, I think we're kind of hedonists a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, hedonists, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think also we have very uh, sensitive triggers to things like injustice or, you know, anything that's unfair. I think you and I are both equally sort of like outraged and indignant about the same things fairly often. Mm-hmm. And often it's because someone did something that we're like, why would you do it? Fuck that. You yes. Know? Um, yeah, and I think, uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to piggyback on. That's good. Good piggybacks. Yeah. Uh, number nine. Yeah. For what in your life do you feel the most grateful? Oh, um, all the amazing people that I've known in my life. And I'm like, when I really look back across like all of the places that I've lived and the things that I've done in every place I can pinpoint someone that I admire and still think about in every location from Alaska to Paris to LA. Like I've met someone that has changed my life and made me think about things in a different way and made me a better person. You're one of them. Thank you. Um, so which one? No, I'm just kidding. That's really nice. I'll rank them. <laughs> like Let me you're rank them. Mary Jane's Buzzfeed listicle. <laughs> Who does she like the most? <laughs> And we're scrolling for our picture out of the... Where am I? 37? God damn it. 
And you do it annually, which yeah. really... Oh, yeah, I switch it up. You make it all the way up to like 23, and you're like... What'd you do for me this year? <laughs> I'll be on BuzzFeed soon. Oh, my God. Um, what For what in your life do you feel most grateful? Uh, my sense of humor. Nice. It's, it, it's kept me... Um, uh, man, uh, it saved my life, and mm-hmm. I don't say that flippantly. Mm-hmm. Um, it has helped me be bold in my choices of how I want to live my life and believe in myself. It's given me an identity. It's given me an understanding of who I actually am versus how it was protecting me. And now that it's no longer protecting me, it's like the most important part of my identity because it's no longer a shield. It's a sword. Um, and I, and it's, and it pays bills. Mm. So I think like without it, I would not be me. Fucking A. Yeah. Well said. Cool. Thanks. Great. Um, number 10. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? What do you hate, Mary Jane? Wow. What, what do you, what do you hate? Name names. If I could change anything about the way I was raised, what would it be? That is such a thorny question. And I'll try and keep it short because I know we're trying to cra- crank through these <laughs> No, things. this is going to be three hours. <laughs> and, really, and another thing that she did when I was six. Mom. <laughs> no, it is, it is actually about my mother. Um, she moved into my room when I was seven or eight years old and stayed in that room with me until I moved out of that room. And it wasn't that we didn't have the room in the house because my dad actually, when we moved to Newfoundland, when I was little, he um, bought this really cool, crazy big house with a crate because he loved the backyard so much and it was an awesome place to grow up and play. And it was a cool house, super ramshackle. Um, But yeah, my parents weren't getting along. And so mom, instead of like assigning herself a different room, moved into my room. And I think that was the real beginning of like something that I've fought for a very long time in my adult life to like unpack, which was the beginning of like codependency and a bunch of other stuff and that bending around people. Like truly I was bending around my mother at a very young age to sort of learn yeah. how to how to be. Um, and that was a <laughs> that was a wild thing. And you know, we've gotten through it. We're fine now in in most ways. But um, yeah, I would I would have changed that. I would have been like, no, you can't move into my room. That's wild. That's wild. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I think I moved out when I was thirteen. I was like, out of the house, out of that room, out of that room. Mm-hmm. Oh, fucking yeah! And I left home at sixteen. I left home young, so yeah. Um, that's anyway. that's fucking wild. Jesus <laughs> if Christ! If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Um, I wish my parents would have forced me to take responsibility for the. For the for what I wanted and who, and how I wanted things, hmm. and the the most base example of that I could say was like, um, if somebody would invite me to spend the night at their place because they wanted to have a sleepover, um, they never f- made me say like, no, I can't or I don't want to. They always said, just blame it on us hmm. as to why you can't do the sleepover, um, and so you know it took me a long time to to like say what I want and and mean it because I had been raised by two people who were like anything you don't want to do or anything bad or anything that makes you uncomfortable you can just put on us and blame blame us for that thing so you never have to feel that way wow wow yeah yeah Yeah. I think so I think that's a big one um that like would like took me some time to just like I don't know how to say it besides man up you know 
Yeah, manning up. You and I see you really taking, like, holding yourself responsible all the time. Like, yeah, it must have taken a lot of work to get there. Fucking yo, yo! Shout out <laughs> therapy. <laughs> Every podcast should just be brought to you by therapy, just like the blanket statement. Every podcast on the planet. Yeah, for sure. This episode is again brought to you by therapy. therapy. <laughs> Check it out. It's tight. <laughs> podcast title. the word therapy gets shortened and then the i-g-h-t like the the word therapy disappears and i-g-h-t comes in and that's Tight. how yeah therapy yeah Tight. that's the graphics of that can i say i know everyone has heard this but when my friend called her therapist the rapist the first time uh, <laughs> i was like wow that was so funny so fucked up so great <laughs> all right this is She's the last like, one yeah no two more no yep. oh yes oh this is gonna be long Oh, we can't do number 11. What is it? Take four minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible. Okay, so let's flip them and start with that one next time. I don't, we're an hour in. Yeah. And if we do four minutes and then this next okay. one, we're going to be at like 120. Okay. Do we want to do a long last sesh? I want to go eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> let's let's skip that one and put it at the beginning of the second set if we do this Thank again. Thank God you said or, that. Or, yeah. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm gonna go. I smoked a bunch of weed. Now I need the grub. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but if people do listen, friends who have listened to us fucking do this whole thing, if you've enjoyed this and you want to hear the next t- uh, 25 questions or however many we have left, um, let us know. And if you don't, we won't do it. We will never inflict this on you again. But I've had a great time, and this has been actually really interesting for me. So. I'm going to ask Save. you this number 12. All right, last one. And then walk. we'll take 11 and we'll do it later. If you could wake you up tomorrow. You just said that like three times. Fuck you, dude. You've repeated yourself like five times on this fucking podcast. <laughs> Call me out for repeating myself. What a dick. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? 6'4. Oh. Tall. Tall. You'd be tall. Absolutely. Hmm. I'm not even uncomfortable with my height. I just see the difference between 6'4 and the rest of the world. Right. And it is an undeniable quality. Yeah, 6'4 is tall. 6'4 is like, but it's not weird tall. Like, I think 6'6, 6'7, 6'8, once you get into that territory. 6'8 is very it's fucking tall. Fucking you know who's 6'8? Nicholas Braun. Really? From Succession. Really? You know who plays Weird Cousin Greg? Oh, yeah, Succession he's, season two is coming back. Oh, my God. It's a three. Three. Thank you. So excited. Um, yeah, he's 6'8. Yo, That's too tall. So tall. Army Hammer, who I saw in a Whole Foods in Santa Monica once, mm-hmm. was like that perfect 6'4". Yeah, was he eating raw meat out of the package? <laughs> no, he was, he was in the salad section, actually, <laughs> shopping for produce. Um, very handsome. But yes, I get you on that 6'4". It's an interesting height because you definitely notice them. Because I think six six foot is like, 6 to 6'3 is almost average. 6'1", 6'2". I think that's it's like, actually tall. It's I think tall. the average is 5'8". Okay, um, yes, yes, but I mean tall average. Like, okay. like six to six, three, I think is like average tall. And I think six, four is something special without getting into uncomfortable. Okay. I've thought a lot about it. I, can I think tell. six, four is like the perfect height because okay. six, five and all of that, it just gets fucking weird quick. And yeah. six, one, six, two, six. you, you wish that you were taller. If you're over six, uh-huh. you, you wish, wish that six, you four. were six, four. Man, that six foot eight, uh, my brother-in-law, Walt is six foot, he used to be six foot 10 and now he's six foot eight. Um, and I watch him like do dishes or like just have what to like, do. Why deal is he? Wait, what doorways. happened to those two inch, two inches? I think he was injured and maybe in football ah, or something. Okay, okay, sorry, but like um, you can't 
wax over somebody who lost. We well, also just get shorter as you age. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, like I watch him just navigate fucking, and he works on boats, so he he like folds himself into tiny spaces all the time, and he's like very graceful about it. But yeah, six eight is like a, it's it's hard to be that tall. Yeah. Yeah, like sinks are low. Yo, they really sinks are. Sinks are mad low. Uh huh. Okay. And like tables, tables, like it, your knees are. Yep. All tiny. of it. Six four. Yep. So Mary Jane, if you could wake up tomorrow having gained one quality or ability, what would it be? See, this is where I thought you were gonna say like invisibility or something. Uh, I well, so, I did, but I I thought maybe I'd keep it. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, What's your I was gonna say I would love to fly, but um, oh. if it was an actual thing, I would say, um. One quality or ability. I would love to have like superlative cardiovascular health. I'm not sure what you mean. Like fucking top notch cardiovascular health, meaning that I could like run, never be out of breath, hold my breath a really long time underwater, um, just be just be in excellent health with my heart and veins and like feel the strength of how that feels like um, like Michael Phelps comes to mind as yes a, as like that I would type like to be so, like I, th- I am actually in really good cardiovascular health because you know I, I'm totally fine and don't feel bad but I would love to feel that extra level of power because there was a time when I was training for half marathons where I was also doing cross training and that's probably the fittest that I've ever been in the last well definitely in the last like 10 or 15 years And I remember running the last part of one of the last half marathons that I ran and I was running uphill at the end and I had trained with other friends and they hadn't been doing the same training and they were all flagging and I was still running and I felt so strong. And I remember just like how fucking awesome that was. Feeling strong is an amazing feeling. It's an amazing feeling. It's so simple to say, but it's so real. Shout out fitness. (laughs) Wow, Mary Jane, coming in hot. Shout out therapy. Shout out fitness. Being strong kind of cool yep <laughs> oh that's a really good answer you make me think of like some of my favorite feelings ever would be like oh you're gonna hate how i'm gonna describe this but i have to describe it this way like when i've lifted super heavy weights to the point where my muscles are so fucking filled that like my arm feels like an erection <laughs> i don't know how else to fucking describe it except like that pump uh-huh. and the veins and the rock hard okay. like feeling of it <laughs> Is um is the best fucking feeling in the world. Oh, my cheeks just got hot. <laughs> I'm like blushing over here. Fucking rock hard, full of veins. <laughs> okay, let's go get a salad. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Um, that's it for this round, right? You want? Yeah, let's end let's, on. Let's our- end on your rock hard erection muscles. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for Thank you all. checking in with us for this episode of The Sash. And like we said, you know, we'll be back. Yes. And we love you. Yes. And um, yeah, right? Yeah. Mary Jane also? Yeah. I love you. I love you too, Mike. Thanks. It's, been, it's, it's, uh, it's real. Yeah. It's f- fucking thank you for doing this podcast with me. Thank you for fucking all of it. Like, this has been a really special period of my life in uh, in the world and you are on my list and you are with me all the time what number so you, one you're number one yes <laughs> cool. um uh thank you again and um yeah we'll, we'll still be dropping weekly apps hopefully and if not if we have to put that on pause too please please forgive us forgive me it's some stuff that i have going on but we will be back and we have some really exciting interviews on our main channel lined up for when we come back and we'll be back here as well doing goofy shit like this heck yeah <laughs> heck yeah bye everyone bye